It's a lot of times some mindset or some belief that was passed down to us from our parents that we never took the time to question. Now, my mom wasn't like crazy like this in any way. Actually, you know what? Maybe she was. As I'm sitting here thinking about it, she used to dress me perfectly all the time. And I've I've taken the time to think about it. I was always in dresses. I was always dressed nice. Um, She always emphasized my looks and my long hair and being beautiful. And I think it was because she grew up not feeling that about herself. Life is busy. Schedules are full. Money is tough. Marriage is tough. Kids, family, friends, work, housework. Ew. There is so much on our plate these days, and I think it's time we start taking stuff off. The Unstuffed Podcast is a minimalist lifestyle and mindset podcast created to help you feel a little less overwhelmed and is designed to help give you the permission to eliminate any of life's clutter that's not working for you. You only get one life after all, and it's so much bigger than all this other stuff. So sit back, take a walk. It's your turn to take a break and I will take over from here. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Not only am I a self-proclaimed recovering shopaholic turned minimalist, but there was also a time when I spent most of my days trying to please everyone. I dressed in a way that people wanted, I tried to say what they wanted to hear, and I burned myself out in the name of service to others as a people-pleasing yes woman. That is until minimalism. When used the right way, minimalism becomes a tool in letting go of so much more than physical clutter. People see a change in me and ask all the time how I let go of people-pleasing, how I simplified my schedule and found slow living, and how I started work that was not only profitable, but purposeful. I've decided to bear it all every week in my new newsletter subscription, Soulful Minimalism. Every week, I will send you purpose-led content that will change so much more than your organizational habits. We are going to talk soul, purpose, letting go, and each week you'll receive audio downloads, worksheets, declutter prompts, and the occasional unheard podcast content. If you love the idea of a full-scope life transformation, we're talking heart, soul, and home, then sign up to receive the Soulful Minimalism newsletter each week. I am aiming to keep the Unstuffed podcast free of paid advertising and sponsorships, and this newsletter is quite literally a way that we can both support each other. So just head to the show notes to sign up. Hey there, it's me, Renee. Welcome to the Unstuffed podcast. Today, we're going to dive into all my crazy (laughs) I think you guys know by now that I'm a really open book, but as I wrote the notes for this episode, oh, I almost feel my tight, my chest tightening, my anxiety increasing because I cannot believe I used to be the person that I used to be. So what I did was start writing down what my basic day-to-day used to look like when um, I was in my 20s, when I had my two little ones, I had two kids under two. I had a daughter in school and we had another one who was living, uh, you know, with her grandma outside the house. So we had three in the house, one in school. And as I wrote down and kind of thought through my basic average day to day, oh my gosh, I feel so overwhelmed for my previous self. I wish I could go like slap her because a hug wouldn't have worked. She would have been annoyed by a hug because she had too much on her list to do. And that's what I want to dive into today is how 
I cut my to-do list in half. And in doing so, I saved my own sanity. I probably added years onto my life just by learning to apply this mindset that I'm going to share with you. This mindset helped me cut my to-do list in half, save my sanity, be more present with my kids. And I truly believe it has allowed me to create better lasting relationships with my children as well. So before I share the mindset, let's talk about what my days used to look like. I want to cry and I I want to cry because I'm kind of embarrassed to share this with you guys because you're going to fully know just how bananas I was, but also because, oh, there might be some of you out there who are totally feeling this, who are the exact same way. And I want to let you know that you don't have to be. Um, So either way, please come into this space with an open mind. Um, And maybe your list doesn't look just like mine. Maybe your to-dos aren't the same as mine. But I think on some level, all of us can relate to this type of mentality, whether you were or are at home raising kids or whether you are in a job. So often we can add so much more to our to-do list than is necessary. And I think this mindset, this mentality shift can help you just (sighs) release so much of it. Not in one big foul swoop, I wish. These were things that I had to continually apply to my life over and over again. Things that I had to like repeat in my head. Mantras that I had to just let go of. Um, but it's been worth it. I, I'm This person that I'm writing down on this page that I'm taking notes about, she's unrecognizable to me. So let's talk about her. And everyone like shed a tear for this poor girl. <laughs> um And I think this is so telling when I tell you about my to-do list from my early 20s, how much of a perfectionist I didn't realize I was. I always thought perfectionists, you know, were people who'd had like really good grades or were like super hyper organized. Um, But I can clearly see that I struggled with the idea of needing to be perfect. I wanted so badly to be perceived as perfect And I felt like if I let any of the balls drop, I would be unloved. I would be uh, like worthless. um, I would be judged. Um, And I think I know so many women I talk to carry around the same thing. So like I said, this was back in the day when I had two kids under two. I had one in school. Um, Those were the three that we were raising under our roof. And here's kind of what my average day to day looked like. So I would get up when the kids got up. I was so tired, by the way. I can't explain. If you've had little ones and you've been home with them, you know how exhausting it is, especially in those first few years. I was so tired. I would wake up with them, haul them downstairs, feed them. But I did this thing where any time a onesie was dirty, it was immediately washed. Like I was doing laundry every single day and I like why we had so many onesies. We had tons. So it wasn't like we were running out. But if one of the onesies had a little bit of like diaper leakage on the bot, or if there was spit up on the chest, anything like that, I would take it off and we would wash it. 
everything was constantly washed. Like, and this was probably that new mom syndrome where I was like, I just really don't know. Like, I guess I have to keep them clean, you know? And I get like, I didn't want them to let them sit and poop or anything like that. Um, but now I just think back and especially things like spit up, like girl, just let it be. They're going to spit up on it again anyway. Um, my, I have a girlfriend who's got four kids now and we just have like laughed so much at how much we've let go. And I think you can either do that. You can either choose to let go of all the to-do lists on your head, or you can keep trying to maintain control, which I have friends who have done that as well. Another thing I did was I always insisted on picking up the house and making sure that it was spotless at the end of the night. I did this because my husband, when I first met him, when I met Tom, oh my gosh, you guys, he was a 28-year-old single dad. And I had never been in a cleaner apartment than I was when I was in his apartment. It was freaky. Like I could see my face in the reflection of the faucet in the bathroom. It was spotless. And so I think, you know, what when I became his girlfriend, as I grew into being his wife, I felt this need to maintain that level of cleanliness. But let me tell you, I know it's rare for a bachelor or a single dad to keep his apartment spotless. But how much easier is it for that single dad whose daughter's in school than it is for a mom who's got two at home with her all day and a third one in school? Like, I just put this pressure on myself because I was a stay-at-home mom. Like, everything has to be perfect. I have no excuses. If he is at work earning the money, I am here and I'm (laughs) running a tight ship. I put this really, really, really heavy pressure on myself to be perfect, to maintain this perfect household. And so I probably shared this with you guys before because it was a big aha moment for me where I remember being so tired. I was bent over and I was picking up toys. It was midnight. My daughter's, I remember my daughter, her last feeding time would be around 11. She would re-wake up around 11. I would feed her and put her back to bed. And so I was still cleaning up the house at midnight. I don't know what the day entailed, but I just remember going, no, I am not doing this anymore. I need to get some sleep. I, and like I said, it was a constant letting go process, just this little bit of letting go because I was burning myself out. Not only was I doing laundry, like literally every single day, I was keeping the house totally spotless. I was also at the height of Pinterest, trying to make different meals every single day from scratch. Like we would maybe have occasional leftovers, but for the most part, I had this belief that I had to be making a different meal every single night of the week or I was failing. And that that's what my family needed. They needed variety. They needed change. They deserved that. I also, I never repeated outfits, never for myself. There was some sort of belief ever since high school that I carried around with me that was like, I'm better if I never repeat outfits. No one should ever have to see me in the same thing ever again. And I used to make fun of Tom. I was like, you're like a cartoon character. You're like Homer Simpson where you just wear jeans and a white polo. How can you live like that? You know, like switch it up a little bit. Uh, But me, and as you know, it really led to my shopping addiction because once everything had been worn in my closet, it was time for something new. I could never repeat outfits. Um, and that's probably a big part of, you know, my life was just constant inconsistency. And so I got really comfortable with that inconsistency. Um, and it really showed itself through my wardrobe. When I was a kid, 
when I was in middle school and high school, I used to rearrange my bedroom like every single week. So into adulthood, when that wasn't feasible anymore and when I wasn't capable of rearranging my furniture, I think switching out my outfits kind of gave me that sense of change and variety. Um, but it also left me really exhausted because if you have ever been that person where you try something on, you're like, oh, not this. And you throw it on the floor. And you're like, oh, not this one either. And you throw it on the floor. You've tried on every single outfit. You're overwhelmed. You're exhausted. You hate everything you've put on your body. Um, and then you finally head out the door and you're like, oh, just you're just crawling with busyness. Like you've done so much already. Now your bedroom's a disaster and you don't really feel good in the outfit you're in. That's kind of what my days looked like when I was trying to switch up my outfit every single day. It wasn't like fun new outfit. It was like disaster. I'm frustrated. Um, and on top of it, I was still trying to do this while I was raising the kids. On top of always trying to switch on my own outfits, I always wanted the kids to look perfect. This most definitely came from my people pleasing fear of being judged as a mom, which I'm sorry if you were a mom, you feel me on this in some way. People are so judgy. They can be so unkind, especially to new moms, which is just plain rude because being a new mom is like, what? Like you don't know what you're doing there. You might have like the, the guidebooks that you've read, but the guidebooks for the most part, I don't know about you, but they got me through labor. And then that was it. Afterwards, I was like, okay, now I have to try to figure out how to raise this human. I want to raise them well. I want to raise them better than I was raised. I want them to be well taken care of. I want them to be well fed. I want them to have fun. I want them to enjoy their life. You just want everything for these kids. Um, and if you're anything like me, more than anything, I did not want to be judged by other parents, um, especially like older people, people who were so quick to be like, you're not doing that wrong. And oh, you young people, the people could be so rude and so hurtful. And I cared so much about what they thought, which is so silly. If someone is judgmental and going to be bitchy to me about how I am mothering when I'm doing my absolute best, like laying my sanity on the line for these children, a little bit of compassion, a little compassion would be great. My husband, Tom, and I have gotten in a really good routine of taking more walks together. Believe me when I tell you that I never thought I would be someone who counts their steps. But the truth is, I work from home and most of it is sitting on my butt all day and it was causing me a lot of health repercussions. So now I actually love aiming for that 10,000 steps per day goal. The other night we were walking and I told Tom that I loved the idea of having a step tracker because the app on my phone just wasn't cutting it anymore. But I didn't want a bulky tracker and I didn't want one that was connected to my phone because the last thing I wanted was constant alerts hitting my wrist every single second. I already work to distance myself from my phone because so much of my job is done in screens. When I was telling him this, I basically decided I was just going to have to give up the fight because I didn't think a step tracker that would work for me actually existed. But then I learned about the Aura Ring. The Aura Ring was something I had actually seen people wearing and thought was a really cute ring and didn't realize it was actually a step tracker. Not only does it track your steps, it tracks your temperature, your heart rate, your stress levels, so many other things all through the app. And the ring is really freaking cute. Plus, you can choose what color you want. So if you're anything like me and you're not down with the tacky or chunky or constantly distracting step trackers that are usually on the market today, you can head to my site, ReneeBennis.com forward slash 
Aura, which is O-U-R-A, and learn a little bit more about the Aura Ring, and then we could be like ring buddies. <laughs> but that's why I always wanted my kids to be dressed perfectly. I wanted their hair to look nice. I wanted their outfit to be cute. And I had moments where, you know, when my little ones were coming into the world, our older daughter was like 10 at the time. Someone made a snarky comment about how she always used to look so nice. And I don't know that they meant it in a bad way, but I took it as like, oh God, they think I'm neglecting her now that my other babies are coming into the world, especially because she's not my biological daughter. So I was like, everyone's going to think that I hate her. Everyone's going to think I'm not taking care of her. I need to really, really take care of her. Um, and in doing that, like I've talked to my daughter about this now, she's now going to be 23 years old in a few months or in a month. Um, I've talked to her about this and my deep pressure to make sure that these other people were not judging my, my motherhood kind of put a lot of anxiety on her because she felt like she always had to look perfect. Um, because I'm like, you have to dress nice, pick out a better outfit. You have to, you know, I was so terrified that people were going to see her dressed casually and comfortably and then judge me. And they did. It was, it was happening on occasion when her hair wasn't perfectly brushed or she was just in like t-shirt and jeans or sweatpants. Uh, people kind of took it as like, you're neglecting her now that your real babies are here. And so I like double timed it with her. Um, and we've openly had that conversation about how that was really damaging for her. And I, I understand and, and I hate that I did that to her, but I love that I can now apologize to her for that because I explained to her fully, like, it was never about you. It was so me. It was so my my fears about other people. And I hope that she learns from my mistakes to never let someone else's potential opinion control how she treats herself or how she treats her kids. Um, but I always wanted everybody to be presentable in public. That was so important. And it just makes me like want to gag. Like, oh, we have to make sure the image we're presenting to the world is good. And it wasn't necessarily from a place of like, I want everyone to think my life is the best. It was really coming from this place of like, please don't judge me. Please don't hate me. Oh my God. If I do something wrong, these people are going to think I'm awful. And I took that shame on me. Like it would be my fault. I was wrong. I was bad. I was failing. It was never a desire to like look better than anybody or to, um, you know, boost my own ego. It was always from a place of fear of not being good enough. And living this life day after day was so exhausting. And the last thing I have on my list was like having that super organized house, super organized pantry when my days felt crazy and hectic. But listen to my schedule. Like if my to-do list felt crazy and hectic, which if I tell you how much pressure I was putting on myself, that's why my days felt crazy and hectic, right? But when they felt out of control, I would die for organization. So I always thought being more hyper-organized was the key. I needed more organizational systems. I needed to label all of the new foods that came into my house. Um, that, that would help. That would be the solution. But what I didn't realize, and this was the key, this was the mindset shift that I needed to happen, is not only that less is more, right, but that I needed to get to this point where it was a this or that mentality. And when I was able to apply this mentality, 
this mindset to my life, everything started to shift. So what I mean by this or that was, like I said, I used to change outfits every single time. And it was like, okay, I would change my outfits every single day to look different, but then I would be so overwhelmed by the mess when I came home and I had clothes all over the ground. I would go into my day feeling crappy because I had tried on so many things and tried to look cute and just never felt cute in any of it. So it was going, okay, you have that option. That's an option. You can start your day with anxiety and trash your bedroom so that you can clean that up on top of everything else you have to clean up or... You can just wear your favorite outfits every day. Like for the most part, you're just at home. No one's really seeing you. I had to give myself permission to wear my favorite things. If you've heard me talk about my closet declutter, this was the key. This was the start of it. And that didn't happen for years until my kids were older. Like this was maybe four years after they were four or five years after they were born that I looked in the closet and thought, what do I actually want to wear all the time? And I never let myself wear it because I kept that mentality that I have to shift up my outfits. I always have to wear something new. And instead, I started letting myself wear the things that felt the best. And that means I was able to quickly find an outfit because I cleared through anything else. I just put on the things I liked every day that made me feel cute and comfortable. That was my goal. I wanted to still feel cute, but be comfy. There was no mess littering my floor. I felt good every day because I was wearing what I liked and I wasn't trying to constantly shift it up. So it was, you can have this, you can have the chaos or you can have that. You can have the same outfit every day, but you're sparing yourself the anxiety and the mess and having the house picked up. Like I said, that was a really big aha moment. It was like, okay, you can have this. You can be exhausted, burnt out, but go to bed knowing that you got that house clean. You can have that. Or you can choose to go get yourself some sleep. You can wake up better rested tomorrow. And if you wake up better rested tomorrow, I bet you're a lot more likely to finish cleaning up what didn't get cleaned up the night before, right? You're going to have a lot better energy going into the next day if you allow yourself to freaking sleep instead of cleaning the entire house. When it came to different meals every night, it was like, okay, you can have the dishes every night. You can have the exhaustion of always trying to find a new recipe. You can have that, or you can consistently make meals that everyone loves. Like one big bulk day of making tacos. You guys, a lot of times our family eats tacos for a week straight and nobody complains because who's complaining about tacos? not me. So one day I make all the meat, we've got all the fixings. And then every single day for the next following days until the meat is gone, we finish through tacos. No one's complaining about the food. I am not exhausting myself with overcooking and I'm not burning out on so many dishes at the end of the night either. It was a this or that, the constant burnout or repeated meals that are easier easier to clean, and nobody's complaining. Having the kids always dress perfectly. It was a this with which I had this epiphany watching another mom. And so I don't want to sound like I was being judgy. And it wasn't a judgy moment. It was just like a, I, it was a this or that moment. Uh, I worked with this mom who was beautiful and her kids were beautiful and they always all looked beautiful and perfect. And That was another parent that I had always compared myself to previously. It was like, oh my gosh, I have to compete with them. I have to keep up because they're better than me, right? It wasn't like me trying to be better than them. It was just like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. So I need to try to be that because she's amazing, right? 
they came into work one day and were just like the the kids were like distraught mom was distraught and they were all dressed nice but it was just like a shitstorm coming 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 into the building and i had a this or that moment where i went oh like yeah they come here looking really cute every single day but it seems like a lot of chaos and stress happened behind the scenes that i didn't see and I kind of started to think, yeah, I don't want that. Oh, I don't want that. I don't want my mornings to start that way. And they often did when I was so insistent on like making sure the kids look perfect, making sure their hair were perfect. Um, and so I let go of it. It was a this or that. Is it this where it's chaos and awfulness, but we're going into the world looking adorable? Or is it um, the kids can pick out their own outfits? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. They can choose what they want to wear. I don't want the fight in the morning. I like the idea of peaceful, good vibes going into the day, even if we look like a disaster zone and kind of just brushing it off when people, you know, be like, yep, the kids are a mess. Yep, they don't match. Here they are. But the thing is, people loved it. When my kids would put on their own creative outfits, uh, you know, when they bring them to preschool or bring them to kindergarten, people loved seeing their quirky creative outfits. It was them showing their personality to the world. And I was so afraid of it for so long until I allowed myself to choose, you know, the better path, the simpler thing, the, the less stressful option. And when it came to like the organized pantry and, you know, hyper organization in my home, it was kind of, again, a this or that, that realization like, okay, I can have a super organized, beautiful pantry. I can have hyper organized drawers, but that also will mean that I am like having to spend more time maintaining, maintaining this organization. I'm going to have to put more of my efforts into keeping this space looking this way. I can have that. I can spend a couple extra hours maintaining this hyper organization, or I can choose to avoid the hyper-organization and simplify everything. The less, that was where my decluttering process started coming in. It was like, if I have less to maintain, then I have less to keep organized. You know, people look at my pantry. It's a standard pantry. It's, you know, we've got the same boxes that we bought things in and it works. It functions. We keep things in the box that they came in. We have some different things in bins, but they're just simple, basic bins. I chuck everything in. My kids have snack bins. It's like a toss in. It's not all perfectly labeled with the, you know, the label facing out. Everything's neat. No, I don't do that anymore. I used to try, but I was burning myself out in the attempt of doing it. So I encourage you, whether your schedule looks anything like this or not, to start asking yourself this or that. When you're feeling resistance, when you wake up in the morning and you're instantly starting your day with stress, whether it's around your outfit or how your kids look or getting your hair brushed or having your room cleaned or, you know, making the healthiest breakfast or whatever it might be. You can ask yourself, okay, do I want this? And what's my alternative if I don't? Which one sounds better? And I've learned more about myself that I really benefit from this kind of mindset. If I go like, oh, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? I don't know. But if I say, do I want to wear the same few outfits over and over again? Or do I want to go through the process of cycling for my entire closet, trying to find an outfit and usually leaving a bigger mess on my floor? Oh, definitely. Give me the smaller amount of outfits, please. You know, do I want to come home from grocery shopping and then immediately start organizing the pantry with all the new foods that are coming in and spending another hour organizing the foods that came in after spending an hour or so grocery shopping? Or 
Do I want to come home from grocery shopping, shove everything into the pantry and call it a day? I want to shove everything in the pantry and call it a day. It was, you know, what my old thought process would have thought of as lazy. You're being lazy. Um, I now see as freedom. It's choosing, this freedom of choice, of choosing not to have to live up to these. And when you start to dive into the things that you believe you have to do, the things you have to keep up on, start asking yourself where that's coming from. Because it's usually coming from a place of total bullshit. It's a lot of times some mindset or some belief that was passed down to us from our parents that we never took the time to question. Now, my mom wasn't like crazy like this in any way. Actually, you know what? Maybe she was. As I'm sitting here thinking about it, she used to dress me perfectly all the time. And I've I've taken the time to think about it. I was always in dresses. I was always dressed nice. Um, She always emphasized my looks and my long hair and being beautiful. And I think it was because she grew up not feeling that about herself. Um, You know, her mom used to cut off her hair. So she had really short hair. And her mom never used to let her wear dresses, if I remember correctly. So she almost felt like she was giving me a gift of like beauty of being able to be, have the long hair and the pretty dresses and the pretty clothes. But it gave me this mentality of, I always have to look perfect. And my grandma was doing the same thing on my dad's side. You know, my dad's mom was always emphasizing how nice I looked and my hair needed to be out of my face and nice girls have their hair out of face. And I don't think either one of these women were like seriously trying to F up my life. They were both just trying to make sure I looked beautiful and presentable. Um, you know, because both of them, I can see my grandma always said she was always felt like she was ugly. Um, she never felt beautiful. I think they saw this opportunity to, you know, make me beautiful, therefore kind of heal that past pain for themselves. Um, and that played a huge role in me feeling like I always had to look perfect every single day. As far as like the different meals, you know, and stuff like that, I think, Maybe it was because as a kid, I got really bored of the same meals. It was like we'd have like spaghetti, chili, pizza, spaghetti. And I just hated having those same repeated meals. But they were meals I didn't really like, if I'm being fair. Um, You know, if it was like, like I said, tacos every night, I would have never complained about having tacos every night. I would have happily done that. Um, But so I think for my kids, I was like, I always need to have something new and different and fun for them. Um... But it added so much extra hassle. So saying, I'm just going to keep making everyone's favorite meal, like a meal we can all kind of agree on. And sometimes I'll make something new because I do love cooking, like cooking brings me joy, but it doesn't bring me joy when I have to do it every single day and it has to be new. That sucks the joy right out of it for me. So by doing bulk meals and eating a lot of the same meal over and over again for like a week um, has not only made mealtime happy, like mealtime easier. Everyone's happy. No one's complaining about the food. It also gives me that opportunity for when I do feel like switching it up. It's like creative and fun. And I almost feel like total at total peace rather than a giant ball of stress. So think about where these come from. If you find yourself going like, I have to do it this way, has to be done. Have to, have to, have to, have to. Why? Ask yourself why? Why do I have to? And I bet if you dive down, you'll realize you don't have to. We just have a lot of these have to beliefs that we've been carting around without questioning them. And I think it's time we all start questioning. So if you relate to this at all, this is me giving you permission 
to do less, to half-ass, to pick the other option. And if someone's going to judge you, that's their problem. It's really their problem. (laughs) Um, And I know it's not easy and it's little steps at a time, but start where it feels easier. You know, start in the places where you're less concerned, where you're less worried and start to more and more give yourself permission to you really designing life in a way that's going to work for you. You know, I think a lot of times we just live life the way everyone else told us it needs to look without questioning it. So start questioning it. And please know that it doesn't have to be overwhelming and exhausting. It definitely doesn't have to be perfect. And I want to tell you, this is like random, but aligned. The more I started letting go of my idea of what I had to do to be perfect, the more I stopped caring about other people's opinions, the more people started to like me, the happier I am. Um, If people don't like me, I don't know about it and I don't care. (laughs) But like, I just feel and see that I've created this sort of energetic freedom for myself. And in creating this energetic freedom, I've created more happiness. And because I'm happier, more people just generally gravitate toward me or enjoy being in my presence. And like I said, if they don't, I'm too freaking happy to notice. So it just doesn't even matter. I hope you can take the this or that mentality into all of these little areas of your life to give yourself the option to do the other thing right? If the thing that you're doing isn't working, if it feels too overwhelming, if your to-do list is mounting, start asking yourself what the other option is and, and knowing that it truly is an option. You know, a lot of times we think that they're not, but you have a lot more flexibility in this life than you're probably giving yourself. I know I did. And I hope you can find a little bit of freedom and flexibility in your days just by shifting the way you look at the things you quote unquote have to do. Hey again, thanks so much for hanging out with me today on the Unstuffed Podcast. It means so much that you chose to carve out some of your precious time just to hang out with me. If you aren't quite ready for our time to end, head to the show notes where you can grab my free declutter checklist, join my newsletter subscription, and connect with me on some of your favorite social platforms. Sending you so much love. Until next time.